There will be swearing in this podcast, so I have to let you know right up front that if that offends you, <laughs> then you have to go listen to something else. But uh, it's Dave with my very first podcast about my book, Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. A lot of people say, well, why did you write this book? And my answer is, is easy. It's because I would teach my kids all of these things, like, you know, make sure you send thank you notes and, uh, you know, make sure you engage people in conversation and talk to old people. And then I realized, you know, there's a lot of people that just don't know these things and, uh, and a lot of mistakes that I've made that other people can learn from. Because I heard somebody say once that, um, you know, experience is the best teacher. But experience also takes a long time and can be very painful. So if you loan somebody money and you learn not to do that, that's a painful lesson when they don't pay you back. But if you can learn from me, don't lend anybody money, then I've hopefully saved you the trouble. You'll do it anyway because you're a nice person. One day you'll loan somebody money. I still do it, even though I know that I shouldn't. But I want you to learn as much from this book as you can so you'll avoid some of the painful mistakes that I made. Let's dive right in. When I first remember make, remember making my first mistake when I was about four years old, I loved attention, loved attention from my four big sisters, my big brother, my dad, and my mom. And I remember one time the phone rang and my mom was on the phone for a long time and I wanted attention. She wasn't giving me any attention. So I went downstairs and I picked up the other phone and into the phone I said, shit ass. Now, I don't know where I came up with that word. I'm sure I learned it probably from my sisters or my brother. And it's a really powerful swear word because it doesn't really mean anything. It's just gross, and it's got two swear words in one. Shit ass. I said it. I hung up. Now, I don't remember much else about what happened, except mom was pissed. She told dad. The neighbor was the one on the phone. Mom and dad were really embarrassed. The neighbor was embarrassed, and I'm sure I got spanked for it, although I don't remember clearly. I just remembered, wow, that was a bad idea. I should probably never pick up the phone again and say, shit ass into the phone. I saved it for around my sisters and my friends, who must have thought it was hysterical to hear their four-year-old little brother say shit ass. So I learned that at an early age, the first mistake that I ever made and the lesson that I learned from it. So why is the book called Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything? You know, it's kind of funny because everybody knows this. Everybody knows you got to take a shower before you go to work or before you go to school so you don't stink. But haven't we all worked with somebody who comes into work smelling so bad that it's hard to be around them. They smell either like a wet dog or like dirty clothes or B.O. or worse. And you don't want to say anything to them. You just kind of, you scratch your head and you say, how can this person who seems to function in the adult world not know to change your clothes and take a shower before you show up? The next one, take a shower, show up on time. This is such a big one. And, and there are still people who cannot or will not show up on time. Uh, somebody that I worked with for years, and, and one of the conditions of me hiring this person was, I know you're late all the time. You've got to get over being late. Prove to me that you're not going to be late by calling me every morning at 5 a.m., proving to me that you can do it. So he did. So I hired him, and immediately he started showing up late to work and events and everything. I mean, he would show up an hour late some days. Why? Because his alarm didn't go off. Or no, his alarm went off, but he just, it, it didn't wake him up. So we bought him like three or four alarm clocks. 
and he still didn't wake up. It's like, hey, listen, you're an adult. You've got to learn to wake up to an alarm clock, and you got to learn to show up on time. But don't we all know somebody who doesn't show up on time? And then the third one is don't steal anything. This is a big one, but everybody knows this. That's what's so crazy about it, is we know don't steal anything. But why is there always somebody at work or at church or in your group that you're in that steals things. And then when you accuse them of it, they get pissed as if you're wrong because you caught them stealing. Um, years ago, worked at a radio station in Colorado Springs, and um, on the outside of the studio door, there were taped, and I don't remember why they were taped, there was there for some reason, a pair of Hall & Oates tickets, okay? Back in the 80s, Hall & Oates, pretty big, big act, and one day I was in the studio on the air and I heard this mysterious peeling noise from outside in the hallway. And it was a, one of the engineer's assistants, kid who was probably 16 years old, who was peeling them off the wall to steal them. When I opened the door, the tickets are dangling from the door because he hadn't quite completed his task. And he was beating a retreat down the hallway like, oh, I wasn't here. I wasn't doing anything. So I never trusted that kid again. There was somebody else that I worked with that I don't want to go into any details, but I caught them stealing one time. And again, they acted like, oh, you mean this wasn't mine for the taking? Oh, really? I couldn't steal this? Oh, I'm sorry. And the whole time I'm thinking, well, you stole that. So if you steal things, whenever anything goes missing around your office or around your club or around your house... The first thing that's going to happen is you're going to get accused for it, accused of it. So let's say, let's say Brian at your office got caught stealing money from the petty petty cash drawer. Well, you know it's Brian. You know Brian's a thief. So now somebody's jacket goes missing. Somebody's um, iPad goes missing. Who gets the blame for it? Brian does. Whether he did it or not, Brian. Gets, so don't steal. Take a shower show up on time, and don't steal anything. You can get those out of the way. You're on your way to becoming mega successful. So uh, let's talk about one of the things that, one of my favorite chapters in the whole book. Um, and this one is called Feed the Goat. If you give me a minute, I can actually find, I want to say it's number 36. That's a guess. There's 101 chapters in the book. And I want to say it's number 36, but I could be wrong about that one. It is 36. I lucked out. Okay, I'll read this to you. <clears throat> Here we go. My first job, my first radio job, wasn't even at a cool radio station, but I didn't care. We played religious music, and I barely got to talk on the radio, but I was thrilled. And I was. I was thrilled to have a job at a radio station. Your first job at a radio station is your foot in the door. And there's to me, it was there was this magic about being inside of a radio station. So I was thrilled. My new boss, Mr. Bowles, was showing me around the radio station. Like most new hires, I was hearing about half of what he was saying while I was thinking about things that were important to me. I was thinking about how cute the receptionist was and what kind of snacks were in the candy machine and how far the men's room was from the studio. Suddenly, Mr. Bowles led me outside where we stood at the foot of the radio antenna. As I blinked in the bright sunlight, he explained that one of my duties would be feeding Rita. It slowly dawned on me that Rita was the goat that was staring back at me. Now, I remember thinking, there is no way in hell that a big radio star like me is going to feed a goat. And hey, why is there a goat here anyway? Well, it turns out the goat's job was to keep the grass trimmed all around the high-voltage stuff that sat at the foot of the antenna. 
So later that day, I told my dad in disgust about the menial duty of taking care of a barnyard animal as part of my glamorous new radio job. Well, dad said, if you don't do it, they're going to find somebody else who will. And since you got to do it anyway, you might as well learn to like it. Dad was that way. Sidebar, dad was the hardest working, least resting man I've ever met in my life. I've never met anybody who loved work as much as my dad did. And can you imagine growing up with a parent who loves to work? If you love to work and your kids are not working, what do you do? You make them work. So dad always made me work. He'd let me have off a little bit here and there, but you know, where most of my friends during the summer, they were going out to screw around or ride their bikes or do whatever. I was working almost always. And it really taught me a great work ethic. So dad had a really good attitude about, hey, go feed the goat. But let's continue. Here we go. Uh, when I thought about it, feeding the goat was a small price to pay for getting my first real break in radio. So I fed the goat. I watered that damn thing too. And during super long pipe organ mega mixes on the radio, I'd even come outside and give Rita a scratch or two. Turned out that feeding the goat wasn't so bad after all. Six months later, when a better radio job opened up, Mr. Bowles recommended me for it and I got the job. Doing what I was expected to do at my job without complaining paid off. Now, you might not ever be asked to feed a goat in your career, but that goat, I promise you, will appear in some form or, or another. You'll get asked to work on a holiday, or you'll be asked to keep the to get the company van washed, and when that happens, you can bitch and moan about how, well, they don't pay me enough to do that, because most people do, or you can just do it knowing that it's got to be done, and maybe, just maybe, someone is going to notice. So just feed the goat, whatever the goat is. And most people don't want to. That's the amazing thing. People wonder how to get ahead. And there's so many different ways. You ask 10 different successful people what they've done to get ahead. And each one can give you a, a different idea. And I'm not going to sit here and say, I'm successful. You should listen to me. But I've built up you know, a radio career that I'm pretty proud of and a radio show that I'm very proud of. And I think that one thing that I've learned is do your job without complaining. And most people, they just can't not, I wouldn't say most, but many, many people cannot be counted on doing their job without being supervised, number one. Number two, being asked over and over if they got it done. And number three, doing it right. I, I'll give you intern John from our show. He's, uh, he was on our show uh, up until about three or four years ago. And this kid was the hardest worker. You asked him to do something one time and he would do it. He would also do it right the first time. And if he made a mistake, he would own up to it and he would go correct it. And number three, you never had to ask him to do his basic job. He just did. So there's a secret right, right now. I think that every boss, every employer wants an employee that they don't have to supervise and they don't have to remind them to do their job. So feed the goat. That is the end of our first podcast. And uh, you can pick up my book on Amazon. Uh, I think it's a 
little bit cheaper on itaskabooks.com. And is there an audio version out? Uh, no, there is not because I've got to sell more books before I can put out an audio version. Hey, listen, thanks for checking out my podcast. This is a big experiment to me. Um, my son Carson helped me figure out how to do a podcast and um, told me what software and things like that. So thank you, Carson. I appreciate that. And thank you for listening to my first podcast of Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. Have a lovely day, and thanks for listening.